Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Brad Roland. No episode number today, no production today, sort of an emergency podcast, if you wanted to call it that, a special edition at, at the very least. And I am joined by Eric Cole because uh, there was a bit of news, uh, more than a bit of news, I should say, on Friday morning, the second Braves legend to pass within a week, uh, Don Sutton earlier this week, and then Hank Aaron passed away at the age of 86 this morning. Eric, I guess we'll start with this. Uh, what was your reaction? I know we were talking when this was uh, when the news finally broke from CBS on Friday morning, uh, what was your reaction when it came across? I was just gutted. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not old enough to remember watching Hank Aaron play baseball or anything like that, but that doesn't mean that I was unaware of his impact on the Braves organization, his place in baseball history, um, everything that he had to overcome to do what he did as a baseball player, and just who he was as a human being. Um, like I, I was, I wasn't in disbelief because, you know, when anyone's, you know, getting into their eighties, you know, you start thinking about, you know, mortality of, of that guy a little bit more, but at the same time, like it was like almost like a desperate hope that it wasn't true. And I know that we were talking a little bit, you know, right after it happened that, you know, like based on the original sourcing, we're like, you know, no one else has said anything yet. So, you know, maybe this is just a, a very, very catastrophic mistake, but then other outlets are picking up on it, and I just, I just feel gutted. I just, you know, it's just like a deep sadness. It's not, you know, anything that I'm not in a place where I'm like inconsolable, but the world feels like there's less in it today because at the end of the day, there's, there's like. Braves legends, you know, when we talk about Chipper and we talk about other guys like that, and then there's their tank, who's just on a completely different level, and it's just really sad. Yeah, I'm glad you said it that way. Um, I'm going to read the the team statement that actually just came across a few minutes ago. I'll read the whole thing to you now. This is from the Braves. And I quote, we are absolutely devastated by the passing of our beloved Hank. He was a beacon for our organization, first as a player, then with player development, and always with our community efforts. His incredible talent and resolve helped him achieve the highest accomplishments, yet he never lost his humble manner. Henry Lewis Aaron wasn't just our wasn't just our icon, but one across Major League Baseball and around the world. His success on the diamond was matched only by his accomplishments off the field and capped by his extraordinary philanthropic efforts. We are heartbroken and thinking of his wife, Billy, and their children. Gail, Hank Jr., Larry, Dorinda, and Cece, and his grandchildren, end quote. So that's a pretty good encapsulation. Obviously, you know, Hank Aaron is essentially, or in my mind, kind of pretty clearly the best athlete in Atlanta sports history. Uh, and even beyond that, like you kind of... I don't even think it's that close. It's it's not. I mean, <laughs> and you kind of alluded to it there, but, you know, he's just kind of a mountain of a man. Uh, he transcended sports very clearly. Um, he overcame pretty unconscionable racism in his career and even post-career and just, you know, kind of a, just a true 
icon is the word that the Braves use and the word that you used and the word I'll use now. Like he's the legend, icon, whatever, whichever one you want to, whichever word you want to use to describe Hank Aaron, he certainly was that. And the way that he carried himself, like you, like you said, I, I didn't, I was not able to watch Hank as a, as a uh, player live. We are, you and I are close-ish in age and uh, did not get a chance to see that. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, one of the what 10 best players of all time and whatever way you want to describe that. And spent the last 11 years of his career in Atlanta. I know he started his career in Milwaukee, but became an Atlanta institution, played still more than a decade here. And I'll run, at some point during this podcast, I'll run down the numbers that Hank Aaron produced, and they're just absolutely ridiculous um, in the best way. But it's appropriate that we started with sort of just the his status because, yeah, we could talk about baseball and uh, just, you know, we'll do that on, an, on a later podcast in some respects. But just the, the impact that he has had and the fact that, you know, everyone beyond baseball, like Hank Aaron is rightly one of the more famous baseball players of all time. And that means going beyond baseball. That means having an impact in the world, not just on sports. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we're kind of in the same place here. I think you and I just kind of, uh, the loss is considerable. That's for sure. Yeah. And you know, again, some, some of the Hank Aaron numbers are silly and there's one that I want, to, I want to mention, but I do want to say that it's in the context of like, when Hank was kind of like reaching kind of towards these milestones and things like that, there was a population in like the South and just in the United States that literally did not think he belonged on the baseball field. And like, then there was another population that had a real problem with an African American athlete taking record from white athletes. And in the context of all that, like just to be able to play baseball, just to be able to like go to work every day, was enough to be applauded. But then he turned into one of the absolute best to ever play the game. And he did it with like this like grace and humility that is really hard for me to wrap my head around. Like in order to like succeed in that environment, one I almost feel like it would be hard for unless someone was just like had like this total confidence in themselves to where it was almost brash, right? It was like just to kind of shield yourself from what was coming his way and he was never like that he was always just this like full of class full of grace just was able to persevere through all of that i do want to mention the, the total bases record though because this is one and i was having to do a little bit of research like before the show just because i actually had you know something to say other than just you know i'm really sad and just you know wallowing in my grief a bit but so his career total bases was 6,856. To put this in context, right? Like, he's he's full, like, over 700 more than second place. It's not even close. The single-season record for total bases is set by Babe Ruth with 457. If you did that for 15 years, <laughs> you still wouldn't be caught up with Hank. Yep. I mean, um, it's wild, man. Uh, some of these numbers, I mean, I have a, I have a couple of them here. He's the, uh, like like you just referenced, the all-time leader in total bases. He's the all-time leader in runs batted in. He's the all-time leader in extra base hits. Uh, you know, as many have said, you know, he's not the all-time home run leader anymore, but he basically is. Uh, and, you know, the Barry Bond stuff is a separate podcast. But um, by, all, by any indication, his most famous achievement is the home run record that he set, 75. Um, a 25-time All-Star? Which is just like unbelievable it, yeah. to say out loud. I mean, no one plays yeah. that long, much less is an all-star for twenty-five consecutive seasons. 
So well, see, this is where, that's where it gets tricky, right? Because I actually think that some of those early ones, like there were multiple All-Star games, but I think it ends up being 21 straight seasons, which is still insane. Regardless, right? like two plus yeah. decades of being an All-Star essentially every yeah. year. I mean, also top four all-time in both hits and runs. Uh, people have pointed this out today, um, but if you removed all of his home runs, he would still have 3,000 hits, which is like that's, that's, breathtaking yeah. for someone who led baseball in home runs. Uh, you know, 13th and doubles, all this kind of stuff, like top 10 in career war, all this, you know, he's a top 10 player of all time, uh, just full stop. And like, like we said, the baseball stuff is, is only part of the story, but it is worth saying that Hank Aaron, honestly, I've always felt this way. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if you feel the same way. I think Hank Aaron is underrated as a baseball player. Maybe not, maybe not as a human, because I, I think everyone agrees Hank Aaron is an, an incredible human being. But I think he actually is underrated as as a player, which is crazy. But I think he is. I I'm with you because you know you think of Hank Aaron as the home run king, but you don't think of like that 3,700 plus hits. You don't think of the longevity necessarily. You know, just all the other records. Like the guy stole 240 bases in his career. You know, how many guys that are playing right now are ever going to lay claim to that? You know what I mean? And he did that, and that's like probably his like weakest part of his game. You know, in terms of like drawing walks, you know, just the numbers overall. In, he, the guy had like five seasons with an OPS north of a thousand, and you know, again, most of his seasons were like well, well north of nine hundred. You, you, the, the the true tragedy of Hank Aaron's career, and I I say this with like a bit of a grain of salt in calling it a tragedy, is that he only won the MVP once. Yeah. And if you look at these, and I was I was looking at it right before we started recording, is that some of these other guys, I mean, there are a few, like, crazy seasons from guys like Sandy Koufax that, like, kind of derailed him a little bit. But he only finished first once. He never finished in second. And some of these races, you're just looking and you're just like, there's just no way. <laughs> I mean, a guy, yeah. a, a guy that hit four home runs in a season finished higher than him in MVP world in one year. And I'm just like, what are we even doing? You know? <laughs> like, And to say that he's underrated is pretty fair. I mean, not just in terms of, you know, I mean, the power numbers obviously kind of speak for themselves and everyone kind of knows them for that, but he was like a perennial 300 hitter, just constantly getting on base, did a lot of, did a lot of things well as a baseball player for a very long time. He debuted in 54 and he didn't stop playing until 76. And he was, he was one of, if not the best baseball players in the league for the vast majority of that time. I mean, to, to, to that point about his longevity, this is a number that I found earlier. Hank Aaron is third all time in plate appearances, which is, and the fact that he was good the entire way, it wasn't like there was this like long farewell tour where he was just out there. Like he was what Rose and Yaz probably. Yep. That's exactly right. Pete Rose and Yaz. And, you know, obviously I think he's like sixth in all time war or something, you know, all the numbers are crazy, but yeah. It is uh, the longevity will basically never be matched again. You would imagine uh, all the numbers that he put together, carrying himself in the challenging way. You know, he got death threats when he was approaching Babe Ruth's record. Like that happened, and yep. it's not. I mean, we can't. I know you and I cannot po- properly talk about that because we we just don't know. We weren't there. We we haven't had those same life experiences. I would encourage people to read about Hank Aaron today or tomorrow or Sunday or whenever you feel like it, whenever you're listening about this, I would encourage you to dig deep into some of the things that have been written about him 
interviews he's given. I did a little bit of that in the last half hour as we were getting ready, but I, and I have in the past, but I'll, I'll be doing that as well. I would encourage you to read for some from some diverse voices as well, people of color that understand this, what his career meant almost, you know, obviously more than we do in a lot of ways. But I would, I would, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, the challenges that he faced as a human um, cannot be overstated. And he was able to do it all with grace and dignity and in addition to being a great baseball player, just a, a great man. So I don't know. I, I, I'm almost out of things to say. It's just, uh, it's heartbreaking. Obviously it was going to happen at some point. This is an older man who just, you know, who lived a full life quite obviously, but, uh, it's still, uh, it still, uh, leaves a hole. I, I do hope that the Braves do something. I mean, like you, you and I were pretty vocal when they're, when the whole truest part was happening things that, you know, maybe finding a way to do, you know, like, Hank Aaron Field at Truist Park, you know, something like that. Like a, a grand gesture. I mean, I mean I, I, I'll, I I'll, I'll say it. I mean, I already tweeted it. I, I think the Braves, I mean, this is going to be popular. I'm, I'm sure it's not my original thought, but I think the Braves should be called the Atlanta Hammers. Uh, I think I think a name change is coming anyway. Um, but even regardless, even regardless, I think that is the, that is the way to do it for me. I'm not saying that they have to do that. I'm not saying that it's like this failure if they don't. But I'm with you. Like I think the bare minimum is Hank, is Hank Aaron Field, um, and I would I would name the franchise the Atlanta Hammers. That's what I would do. That's just me. That that, that would honestly be awesome. Um, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think I don't either. Means, but that's I mean, what I would do. Like like I think that there's just like this population that just clutches their pearls whenever you have to change the name of anything. Even though I don't think that they've cared about anything resembling like the name the Braves historically beyond the baseball team. Whereas I think that they, there's a, a strong historical connection to like calling them the hammers and like you know being able to reflect on Atlanta sports' best athlete um, and certainly most important I think um, yeah I mean I think that would be great I don't I don't see it happening um, but I do hope the Braves do something because I mean you know this isn't simply you know it's not it's not as simple as a guy that you know like played pretty well for a team and you kind of you, you put him in your in your Hall of Fame, you know, he played there for a long time. Like this is, this is Hank, and I hope that they find something that pays tribute to him. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think I think a very, I don't, I don't want to say the absolute bare minimum, but I really think that that it, that it should be Hank Aaron Field as like kind of a median outcome here. Uh, I don't, I know, I know they have the sponsorship from Truist Park, and that's okay. You you can have it be both. You could, it could be Hank Aaron Field at Truist Park, and that's what they would need to do. That's fine, but something significant. Uh, I saw a call today to retire Hank Aaron's number across baseball, and I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I wouldn't be upset about that if they just made forty-four alongside forty-two as like untouchable. I'd be okay with that. That's the kind of legend that Hank Aaron is. So, uh, yeah. Unless you have final thoughts on Hank, uh, that's all I have to say. Uh, we we should touch on Don Sutton real quickly, who I I feel bad is m- maybe going to get lost a little bit, um, because Don is a legend in his own right, um. And obviously a big part of, I know, my childhood, and I'm sure yours as well. Um, and he passed away this week at 75 from cancer. Um, obviously not quite the same figure as Hank Aaron nationally, but a Hall of Famer. Uh, some crazy numbers of his own. Uh, he's like top seven, I think, all time in innings pitched and starts and top 15 wins and all this stuff. And obviously a huge imp- uh, huge imprint that he left on a lot of us as a, as a Braves analyst for almost 30 years as well. Yeah, I mean... Listening to Skip and Don call games on PBS, that was kind of the soundtrack of my childhood, right? Uh, I always thought it was, you know, it, it didn't seem right that when, you know, aside from his playing career, because he was, you know, a long-time Dodger and played for a few other teams beyond that, 
but you know he felt like a brave. So like that, like that, I think it was like a preseason uh, period of time where he was calling calling games for the Nationals just felt gross. Uh, and to bring him back and be back on the radio, uh, I thought he was a really really good color and play by play guy for Braves radio. And I really was missing him over the last couple of years. Like you know, at times I'd be driving and I wanted to kind of catch up on the game. I just you know I have nothing against Jim Powell or you know, or Ingram or any of those guys, but you know, it's kind of, I kind of missed Don, and I know that the last couple of years have been very challenging for him from a health perspective. He had a fall that, you know, like really took him out of commission for 2019, and you know, it was pretty apparent that he was, you know, not in the best of ways. But you know, his passion for the game was always something that was evident when he was, you know, on the calls. And like again, another guy is kind of underrated as a player. Like he was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Which is pretty surprising for a guy who won 300 games and played as long as he did. Like, if you're talking about like grinders and guys who like were really, I would call very good, but for a very, very long time, you know, you put Don Sutton right up there because he played for a long time and like was, you know, consistently, you know, high two, low three ERA guy. You know, he didn't have put up the big, sexy strikeout numbers that guys like Nolan Ryan did during his, during that period of time. Um, and the, he certainly had some peers that were better than he was, but Don was, Still a very, very good pitcher and probably doesn't get as much credit for being as good of a player as he was. Yeah, this is a stat that I pulled uh, in advance of this, but uh, in his first 21 seasons, and by the way, he played beyond that, which tells you how long he played. Um, he threw for two, he threw 200 innings or more in 20 of the first 21. And the only season in which he did not throw 200 innings was a strike shortened season. So talk about durability um, yep. and being uh, incredibly solid like you said he was not the high upside guy but still this is a guy with a career 3.26 era and i know braves fans will just think of don as the broadcast voice and you know that's the way that i identify him as well as someone who grew up in atlanta and he joined the broadcast team in 1989 right before the big run and that's how you become sort of beloved in the in the city even though he didn't play uh here and was definitely aligned with the dodgers but uh, the numbers are really impressive on him as a player. And listen, I mean, we're of that age where my childhood was those guys on on the radio and on TV with the shared broadcast. And, you know, there's nothing that can replace that. I, I feel like this is, goes for a lot of baseball fans in a lot of different markets, but whoever the voice of your childhood into your teens and was, is that's your guy probably forever. And it wasn't like there was only one voice for the Braves. There were there were four voices, five voices, even <clears throat> with Ernie senior, but all those guys, I can just hear them in my, in my head right now, even though I haven't heard, you know, I haven't heard Don today. I haven't heard Don yesterday. I can hear all those guys right now. He's a, and he's part of that list. So, uh, quite a career, quite a life as well. And I, I don't want him to be overlooked in this moment. I was You know, he was actually on my notes to discuss on, on our next podcast. And by the way, you and I will be talking about baseball on another podcast, not today. Um, but, I, I, wanted, I wanted to make sure that we talked about Don because he's not Hank Aaron. Nobody is Hank Aaron, but uh, he, he yeah. deserves remembrance too. He doesn't Absolutely. want to get, you don't want to, And this last 12 months is, I mean, other than just being a brutal 12 months in general for the world at large, but in terms of like baseball legends, you know I mean? Like a large chunk of the best players to ever play the game passed away. I mean, Phil, Phil Necro a month ago, I'm three, three Braves yeah. hall of famers <laughs> within, within a month. It's just, you know, well, yeah, even less than that. And then you go back and like, you think of like in Tom Seaver, Al Kaline and like, you know, further. I mean, like it's, it's been rough and, you know, 
kind of indicative of kind of how this year's gone. It just seems like, you know, there's always seems to be something else that's coming, but I, nothing could have prepared me for, I mean, with Don, I, I at least even had the advanced knowledge that I knew that his health wasn't great, you know, and he had been struggling for a couple of years, but nothing could have prepared me for Hank. I mean, no. I mean, as much as we, you know, he was 86 years old, and at some point it was going to happen, but I think I saw somebody tweet, I apologize to whoever it was, because I don't remember who it was, but it, it, Hank Aaron's one of those people that you just assume is never going to pass. It's one of those things, like, in your mind, you never even consider that Hank will be gone, even though he's an 86-year-old man, and at some point it was going to happen. Uh, it just didn't, you know, you can't prepare for that, even if you hadn't, even if we had known that it might come soon, it would have been just, you couldn't think, like, sort of wrap your head around that, and even now, like, we're recording this, uh, in the lunch hour on Friday, I've still not really come to grips with it. I don't think, I think we're just kind of talking right now and I'm kind of in a, kind of in a daze because it's not real yet, but it, it you know, it's real and it's, uh, hard to, uh, figure out how to process. Yeah. Um, just, you know, obviously our, our thoughts are with his family and his friends. Um, I know that this has been hard for a lot of Braves fans to take today. Uh, you know, we're obviously thinking about all of you out there, Braves country too. Um, Normally, this is I mean, Brad and I always get a kick out of doing a podcast together, and it's you know, it's kind of a lighthearted, hearted thing, and we enjoy kind of sharing our conversations with you guys. Uh, but I can assure you that today was not one of those days where we were looking forward to recording. Uh, we were actually just talking earlier today about recording tomorrow, just to talk about you know, reflecting a bit on Don and then talking baseball. But you know, once this happened, you know, Brad said we probably need to do something today, and. I don't think either one of us were looking forward to it, but you know, hopefully this at least allows and helps with doing what is turning out to be a pretty rough day. Yeah, absolutely. As we're talking, uh, I just saw a post go up from from our uh, from our side from Corey McCartney. That's uh, that you people should be reading. And like I said, I encourage everyone to read about Hank Aaron today or tomorrow or whenever you find the time to do so in the coming days. And uh, yeah, prayers with both families affected, uh, you know, Braves fans and all of that stuff. Um, that's all I got, Eric, unless you have any final thoughts. Uh, I think we can step out for now. And like we both said, we do have, a, we do have plans for for a baseball podcast that will feel very arbitrary. Um, there's, there's been the rumors and all of that stuff that we'll touch on at a later date, but didn't, did not want to combine those two things today. So that's it for me. Nah, shame, uh, the day for shameless plugs and all that stuff is coming probably tomorrow or the next day. Uh, but you know, for today, just, you know, do your best to, you know, just, embody what Hank represented and, and learn about what he had to go through, uh, especially as an African-American player uh, in the South. It's, you know, it's definitely worth reflecting on. To be sure. Absolutely. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back at a later date and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called the future of work, where I answer all your questions on surprise the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. 